Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti. This is News Cappuccino. E non dire più quelle cose che hai detto. Yesterday was the first birthday of a History of Italy podcast. And to celebrate all listeners, not only the Patreon supporters are getting a free episode of News Cappuccino. Aren't you lucky? I'll bet you just couldn't wait for all this magnanimous generosity. Well, here you are. It's only a first birthday. So hopefully, as things continue to improve, I'll be able to be a bit more generous. You've now patiently sat through about 40 regular episodes, five special episodes, two interviews, and a Christmas episode. Thank you, thank you once again for your patience and your time, for your emails, messages, and your support on Patreon and PayPal. It's very, very much appreciated. Well, we are back in Italy now after a little holiday in the UK, visiting family. We spent a rather interesting New Year's Eve this year on the motorway in what in Italy is called an autogrill, which is basically a service area where you can stop and obviously get petrol, but also have a meal or a drink or something. We had a nice little celebration, just our family and the two bartenders, who are a bit surprised to see us there, but quite happy, and filled up our wine glasses a little bit more than usual. Christmas went well and was very nice. As always, it's interesting to observe the cultural differences that you can find between the UK and Italy. First and foremost, queuing. Some people joke that queuing in the UK can be considered a national sport. We recently had the experience of going to a very well-known clothes shop on Boxing Day sale to witness a queue that made us just not want to get in it. But then, observing the complexity of it from its starting point to its sort of natural agreed digression throughout the shop was something quite fascinating. And the speed with which it moved was quite surprising. I remember some of the experiences queuing in Italy and in the UK. For example, in one situation, I remember queuing at Stansted Airport with a couple of old Italian ladies behind me. Now, we had barriers on either side, so there was no real way they could get by me. So the tactic they developed was, as we slowly moved on, was to place their luggage in front of my feet, so that every time I tried to move, I would almost trip over their luggage. Generally, what I would do is just let them by, but on that occasion I made it a question of principle to not do so. As we waited for the queue in the bus... They were greatly enraged by a very rude man who came along, lifted the chain that blocked us off from the bus, and went by. It was a scandal. I tried to point out to them that the guy was actually the bus driver, but they weren't having any of it. Speaking of airports and transport, one thing that has changed recently in Italian culture was that of clapping when the plane landed. I haven't heard it for a while now, but there was a period when If you were travelling with a plane full of Italians, as soon as the plane landed and was safe, everyone would start clapping. Which was always a little bit odd, because, I mean, it's the pilot's job. It's as if maybe when you finish writing your report to the boss, you print it out, set it on the table, and a bunch of people walked in and started clapping at you. 
Then again, when you're traveling on a plane, there is one man who holds your destiny in his hands. So it's a bit more dramatic. I thought back to my holiday also yesterday as I was queuing at the supermarket. That was quite a fascinating experience. Imagine two supermarket lanes with two different queues. One old lady in particular came along with her trolley and was trying to sort of navigate between the two queues to see perhaps which one would go faster. She made a point once again to slowly edge her trolley in front of me. This time I was armed with a bit more patience and just let her by. As a general summary, you could say that in the UK, you queue. In Italy, you mob. But if you're in the Piccadilly Circus underground station around Christmas or at rush hour, you just call it chaos and it's no holds barred. Aside from queuing, another difference that you can find between UK behavior and Italian behavior is that of crossings. For example, in England, you can be guaranteed that if you approach a pedestrian crossing, cars will stop for you. At the same time, British people tend to be so much of a stickler to the rules that if you dare to try and cross away from a crossing, then the hunt is on. You're a free target. You have dared to defy the laws of civility. In Italy, the behavior around pedestrian crossings depends very much on which area of Italy you're in. In the north, you can more or less be sure that、uh, two out of three drivers will stop to let you by. The further south you go, the more a pedestrian crossing is not a place for people to walk across the road, but a place for target practice. While we're on the issue of roads, there's that of roundabouts. Roundabouts have been a common vision on English roads for a long, long time, whereas in Italy they are a relatively recent addition, making more frequent appearances in the last twenty or so years. We know the rules of the roundabout: you give way to the people on the roundabout. If we're talking about European roundabouts where we drive on the right. You keep on the right if you want to turn right or go straight, and you go to the left if you want to turn left. In Italy, the right lane is for boring slowpokes, and the left lane is for people that are going to go whizzing round very fast, cutting off the people in the right lane. It becomes sort of a Grand Prix track. Italians are perceived by English people as being very loud and often litigious. But that's not necessarily always the case. I'll always remember once being at a bar with some English cousins, having a quite normal conversation and ordering with the waitress, and then turning around to look at my cousins with their shocked looks. I asked them what had happened, and then they asked me what the argument had been about, whereas there had been no argument at all, just a normal ordering of food. As a general consideration, you could say that. While in many countries laws are laws, in Italy they're sort of well suggestions. Whatever the case may be, whatever the stereotype, whether true or false, what would the world be without the Italians and their flair, their passion, and their creativity? So, as 2019 unfolds, I hope you'll continue to follow me in our journey to understand our country's complicated history. And understand why today we are the people we are. Thanks again, and until next time. 
Goodbye. Anzi vai pure a rimediare. Anzi vai pure a rimediare. Sentire media. Hey podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.